Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Travis Pepper Podcast Season 2 Grand Finale. For those of you that have been with us since the start of the season, you'll remember that back in Episode 2, I sold you a dream. (laughs) I told you we would embark on a battle of epic proportions as two titans of the music world would go head-to-head in a battle to the death to find out who would be crowned our champion in Travis Pepper versus The Rag. What a fucking disappointment that's been. I expected it to be something that would flip the music industry on its head and go down in the musical history books. (laughs) But like the snake oil salesman that I am, I've sold you a lie. Some would say pathetic. Some would say disappointing. I'd say pathetic. Others would go as far as to echo the words of Travis's mum on the very day he was born. Just not worth the hassle, really. (laughs) Anyway... We now find ourselves coming into the final week with the two titans sprinting towards the finish line neck and neck with a score of two apiece. This week we've got recommendations from both Travis and the rag and I fucking hope we find ourselves a winner. But one thing that I can tell you is that our titans have been on a journey. And we all know that Travis loves a journey, right? He does. At the start of the battle, they were sworn enemies, unable to stomach the idea of even sitting in the same room as each other and sharing a packet of crisps. But look at them now. United as one, holding hands across opposite sides of the globe. So without further ado, let's crack on and see if we can crown ourselves a winner. I really, really hope that for Travis's sake he wins because as a professional musician and somebody that's career is built around music, it would be a fucking embarrassment if he was to lose to a random guy from Australia. But Travis, for the last time this season, mate, you know what to do. If you sometimes feel like a moron, don't worry, we've got one too. Because we're not that clever, but we make it all up with our can-do attitude. So if you like a bit of banter with me and this old wanker, we've got just the thing for you. We've got lots of content and it won't make sense. It's the Travis Pepper Show. Ta-da! Welcome to the grand finale. <laughs> finally, finally, we're at the finale. I'm happy to be here, mainly because this is this is almost over. We're one more episode to being over. Isn't life great? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's um, it goes so quick, you know, that we end up here. Um, and there was a part of me this weekend that was sitting there. I was like, I want to do something special for the last week. I was like, I built this thing up. Yeah. I'm going to do a nice little outro. Um, I'm pretty sure that what I did there was is is uh, copyright free as well. So Yeah, last time we that. got screwed over, but it's fine. I was half expecting yes. you to go, and please welcome to the podcast, The Rag oh. himself. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I did float that with The Rag, but he, he, did, he ended up saying, no, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But it was definitely something that I wanted to do. 
Um, yeah, see yeah. if we could get get the rag on. I here. thought about mentioning it to you, but I thought I, if you were going to do it, I you would have thought of it, and I'd have I needed to leave it as a surprise if if it was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I did have a conversation with it's him. It's fair. It's fair that you say that we, we've been on a journey. Do you think that it? Because most of the movies that I've recommended since we started this have all been about journeys and we discussed it. And it's usually two people going on a journey. So Mm -hmm. maybe the rag and I need to have one of these movies made about this, this moment or. Mate, a hundred percent. Like if we ever get to, (laughs) if we, if we ever get to the point where we get like some kind of money from this thing, then we are spending that on doing a video blog of taking you to Australia to meet the rag. Like that would be absolutely <laughs> fucking hilarious. We'll um, climb up a little mountain and he'll be there on the top at the top just meditating in surf gear. I am the rag. Welcome to my the world. Latest out, the latest recommendation um, is going to be <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, mate, do you know what this feels like to me as well? This feels like that last day of school. You know, in that last day of school and you go in and like you don't actually have to do that much work and maybe you put <laughs> games in. Like it feels like that today. It feels like I don't in his, really in history have to you work. get to watch Blackadder. Uh, yeah. like in in geography you watch the day after tomorrow just like anything with a loose yes. connection to the subject <laughs> <laughs> oh and it snows in that we'll watch that in geography <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> i'm just trying to think of a film where it snows then i was like quickly think but my mind's gone most blank. christmas films no i said it day after most- tomorrow it snows it snows a lot oh does it yeah okay fair enough um yeah. And obviously last day of school as well, you get the beers in. So I've got a can of uh, Stella Artoris for oh, right. uh, celebrations. Oh, shit. I, uh, oh I, I finished mine before. Sorry. Oh, what did you have? <laughs> I was waiting too long. Glass of wine. There we are. So this will mean that I need a wee at some point oh, in proceedings. Yeah, this is exactly um, what I'm thinking. Like... You couldn't handle it like a can of brew dog before you had to go and piss. So, and there did you. Yeah. But uh, this is the last week, so it's fine. It's loosey goosey, man. It's loosey goosey, baby. <laughs> oh, I've been, I've been misbehaving up until now, and now I'm allowed to. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> this is my one week where I get a little bit of a free reign, surely. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like if, if you were at school and you'd behaved as you behaved, the entire time I've met you, you know, when it gets to this point where you're like, oh, it's the last day I can muck around. They'll be like, not you, Luke. You've been mucking around all year. You're in detention all day. Yeah. One of those kids that's like told that the final day of school is the week before and you get mm. chucked out the week before the actual final day. So that, do you know what? They did do that with not my year group. I think it was the year group after mine or something. They brought them in like the week before it's supposed to be their last day. And they were like, today's your last day. Um, get out, basically. What? So, so that they didn't know. So they could, cause they knew uh, they were going to plan. They knew they were going to plan loads of shit. So they were like, okay, what we'll do is we'll get them in the week before and just then say, today's your <laughs> last day. Like you've got, you've got to all go home and not come back. So they didn't get that like final last day hurrah. Um, that, you know, most that usually get. Well, I, for, for the last, my last day of school, it wasn't that impressive because we got told we wouldn't actually get our exam results if we did anything for our last day of school. Um, okay. so one of my mates actually did something for the last day of school. Um, and he's bit, he'd never had a detention. He'd never been in trouble. He was mm-hmm. very studious, very, very good student. So he decided that he's finally going to let loose. And, um, he, uh, he decided to cling film all of the toilets 
So, you know, okay. if, you, if you piss and then it bounces off and stuff like that. That's, so bri- a, that's a brave move, though, isn't it? In what way? Uh, in the sense that, like, do you want to be rummaging around in the toilets, the school toilets? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, you know? To get results, you need to, uh, you need to deal with a lot of shit. So, so you think he, on your feet in life. Yeah. So he, so he did this and, uh, this was at the stage where it was funny in school to just turn people's bags inside out. And like you, you got your rucksack and you turn it inside out, put all of their books back in it, zip it up. And so they don't know about it. And then when they've got to go to like their next lesson, they go to pick up their bag and it's got no arms or anything. So they've got to sheepishly w- run across school with a bag that can't, they can't have on their back. I've never so heard it, of that one before. So it was, it was little things. And so we did that to his bag whilst he was out cling filming the toilets and he had spare cling film. So then we cling filmed his bag right. shut as well. Right, okay. Yeah. So nice, it was completely nice, sealed. Nice. Like, that, like where we're going. So he came, he comes back and the, uh, the deputy head of, uh, of sixth form, he comes out, sees that this has happened, sees that a bag has been cling filmed. So he comes out all like detective style and goes, Oh, I think I'm going to solve the mystery of who cling filmed the toilets. And so he comes out and he goes, Oh, who did this to Anza's bag? Who did this? And we all sit there sheepishly. Oh, I've met, I've met Anza, haven't I? Oh God, I've given it away. Nah, he'll like the, he'll like the press. Yeah. Have I, have I met him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He dressed up as a knight or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He dressed up as Jamie Lannister as my party. And, uh, Anza was there. And of course he, he, he doesn't want to dob anyone in. So he just goes, no, 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 it's, it's my cling film. It's all right. So the teacher kind of goes, oh, it's your cling film. Okay. Walks off. And then you get a little bit of a, hey, wait a minute. It's his cling film. Runs back. And then on the last day of school, he gets sent home and suspend, suspended for like one oh. day. So the entire clean record, the entire school, he gets, he gets sent home. Gets sent. And um, on his way home, he called my mum to tell her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, he, said, he, he, he called it to tell her, I've just been, I've been uh, suspended. And she was like, what, what'd you do? He's like, I cling film the toilets. She Andrew, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> your mum, yeah. your mum, your mum actually was proud of what he did. Your mum. Yeah. Out. She's always telling him to like let loose and stuff. But to I live was, a little bit. I was, I was a nightmare from the start. Like my first muck up day, I was actually in year seven, technically, because mm-hmm. teachers were checking people's bags on the way into school. So all of the okay. sixth formers in the year 11s, uh, on my bus, like went up to me and went, we're going to put a load of stuff in your bag. Cause they're not going to check you. Cause you're a dorky little year seven. You need to meet us in the, uh, in the center. Please, t- please tell me you were in year 11 at this point. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I did not change to be honest. I did not change. Yeah. University was my time. University <laughs> was my time. Um, oh Christ. <laughs> it's still not my time actually. Keep telling yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they, they, they used me to smuggle in a load of shit. And then they told me to meet them at break time, at the end of break time in this one place. And so I'm stood in the like the courtyard bit of the school, uh, just on my own mm-hmm. with, with my bag. And then suddenly they yep. come running out the doors with the English teacher holding him. who He's flailing. They run up to me, grab some duct tape out my bag and duct tape the English teacher upside down to the flagpole. And I'm stood there going, that's impressive. And I... To be honest, the English teacher was about my height. Um, and I was there. That's still like, impressive. That is still impressive to duct tape somebody upside down off the ground. Yeah. And of course, I was just stood there in panic going, uh, 
I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm, 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 but I'm, I'm associated. I'm associated. Fair play to you for like meeting them where they wanted you to meet them. Because most kids just wouldn't have rocked up. Like, what was inside of you that made you want to actually go and? Like, I say, was yeah, quite impressionable, gonna... to be honest. To be, I was was yeah. or to be honest, anyone who shows me the little bit of attention, I'll just do whatever they say. So yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do a tra- let's do a podcast, Travis. <laughs> like, yeah, put, sure. <laughs> put, put, put up with me doing shit for weeks mm. on end. Um, yeah, I had uh, I, I I had kind of a similar story. It was quite quite a cute one. Um, I had a friend. So this was last day of school. Um, like what you were saying, similar thing. The guy was very. Uh, usually well behaved and stuff and uh he we just basically took booze into school on the last day and we was all having a bit of a drink and uh he got he got noticeably wrecked and they were like we were sitting in this assembly and he was like wrecked shouting his mouth off and they were like you've got to take him to the you've got to, you've got to take him to the medical medical center so like i was sitting next to him so i was like yeah cool i'll take him down to the medical center and um or the medical room really is what it was. Mm. And they were like, yeah, right. Sit him on the bed and, and we'll, we'll, we'll call his mum and we'll get his mum to come and pick pick him up. And I, and I knew his mum. I played in a band with this kid. He was, he was a drummer. He was good as well. Um, he was very talented. And yeah, like you say, he's the kind of guy like Anza that wouldn't usually get in any trouble when he's pissed at school and his mum's so sweet and she comes in and she's like, oh, James, what are you like? What have you done, James? Like like that. And she was like, I'll I'll take you home. And uh, he was like, mum, before I leave, I, I need to go for a piss. And uh, she was like, okay, James, okay, James. And he like walks off to the door, grabs the door and uh she's like james james i think uh and, and he was he, he like interrupted her put his hand out he was like mum i've been coming to this school for five years now i think i know where the toilets are open the door to what is just like a stationary cupboard like just a store <laughs> cupboard and he's just like and he's just collapsed like he's he's just gone head first he's just gone dumb <laughs> straight into the stationary cupboard <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. It was just such a classic, like, mum, I've been here five years now. I think I know where the toilets are. <laughs> and just, proceeded to face plant into, uh, That's into oblivion. I got, I got drunk for my, um, my last tutorial at university. Um, mm-hmm. We went to the pub just before. It was me and my mate. And we did, we had a beer each, half a bottle of wine and three fire bombs. Which is like fire, fire bombs. Which is fireball whiskey like a, and Red Bull. I think. Ah, oh, so it's like it's like a Jaeger bomb, but just yeah, with yeah, something yeah. that isn't something Jaeger in it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. And um, our mate picked us up from the pub and took us to the um, took us to the tutorial. But we, um, as I walked so in, where's this in college? This is this is university. Yeah, so this is university this is in Birmingham. And so we walked okay. in, and of course, so it's the, your time now. Yeah, this is my this time. Is your time. And we walked in, we had all the, uh, all the computers and stuff and with the, uh, the computer chairs and I walked over to my desk and I swung my bag off to, um, to sit like, you know, to put it on the ground and sit on my chair. But as I swung my bag off, I smacked my chair out of the way and then I sat down on nothing, went straight into the computers <laughs> <laughs> and, and the tutors, <laughs> the tutors sat there and he just like looks up and goes, oh, excuse me. it's going to be one of those Sorry, lessons again. then, isn't it? Yeah. Oh dear! But then I proceeded yeah, to. We had we had a hand in, and I had I had 
we had to be showing like our, our recordings that we'd, we'd done. And I, mm-hmm. and I, I, I was quite far ahead on my recording. I was really happy with it. So I said, oh, oh can I show you what I've done? And I sat yeah. down with the teacher and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be t- t- doing all of this, 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 this. And he's there. And he, apparently he was trying to talk to me, but I kept talking and talking and talking because I was, I was quite drunk. Um, apparently I was showing him the exact same thing that I showed him in the last tutorial. Like nothing had changed <laughs> in between. And I was just going on and on and on. But the thing is, everybody else oh. was using this to buy time to finish more of their recording as well. Whilst I was there just embarrassing myself. Just, <laughs> it was yeah, brilliant. yeah, yeah. But he was the a one time... Woman. I, I do it a lot where I get drunk and then just talk random stuff. But the one time you will have experienced is, do you remember when I had that debate with your dad about Brexit? That was one of those oh, where God. I just. <laughs> you know, some things are funny and then some things are like that. It was, but this was, this was, this was at my birthday last year. My dad was pissed. Luke was, well, you were more pissed some than I've ever was... seen you. The most pissed, that was the most pissed I've ever seen you. I, the morning yeah, after when I woke you up to for breakfast. That was bad for me. The only words you could mar- manage were paracetamol. That's all yeah. you said to me that morning. <laughs> until yeah, until we got some bad. bacon in you. Yeah. Um <clears throat> we've spoken about that this this incident many times, but mm. that was one of the worst. It's one of it, it's not one of the it's not one of the drunkest times. I think I've had worse times when I've been drunk in my life, but that was just not a good one. And, and yeah, winding your dad up wasn't great. Dancing <laughs> with your mum was its peak and then... Arguing with calling, my dad. <laughs> arguing with your point. dad and, call it, and calling your friends a cunt. That was the, that was the low point. No, yeah. a mum. So, a mum. I called her mum a cunt. Okay. Either or. That's, I, I apologise to... I don't even know what her name is now. Can you remember her name? I can't remember because she was my mate's mate. <laughs> she was, she like, was a friend she of was a friend. A it began with S, didn't it? It began with S. Sh- sh- Sharithra or something? It was definitely not Sharithra. Fucking hell. It was, wasn't it? Sh- 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 I'm looking it up. Okay. You're like- I bet it was something like Sharithra. Sh- I bet it was. <laughs> I'm, good with na- I'm good with names as well, as we've learned from this podcast. Are you? It, okay, yeah, you were pretty close. Actually. <laughs> it was I. Yes! Come on! But, but the changes that you made to it was so so bad. <laughs> Changing it to Sarith Sir, I think was the name. You were uh, not your Sarithra. <laughs> I'm closer than you expected me to be, though, aren't I? You didn't expect me to be that close. Uh, yeah, to be honest, yeah, yeah, I, I, w- I was not expecting you to be anywhere near the mark. That was such a funny. That was the night that you, you were. <laughs> can I tell this story about which one? About you, you, you hitting on your mate and saying you're a good friend, my mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crack yeah. on. We yeah, got time yeah, for yeah. this. Tell this story. <laughs> basic, basic. It's basic. the finale. We've got time. We've got time. We've got time. So basically, Luke's. Um, you're the man that's strict on the time. I am. So. I am. So usually, so we're at my party, we're at my party and, um, lo- a good group of mates there. A lot- Luke hasn't met many of these people before. Um, there were none. lots of people, well, you'd, you met, met my sister them. and you'd met, um, that's it. Oh yeah. Your sister. Wow. Your sister was the only person, your sister and your parents, only your family. I knew none of your friends. Ah, well, they all know you now. Um, 
safe to say. Uh, you did leave quite, because a, quite an impression. Because I abused Sharifa. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but not only that, you started chatting to to my mate, one of the uh, one of the umpalumpers, and you mm-hmm. uh, you were you were. We were all chatting, just a group of us, and then you took me yep. aside, um, yep. and you said to me, "You said, um, James or Travis." Yeah, I was going to say, "I want to, Travis." I think I'm going to ask your mate out, and I was like, "All right." Yeah. And you said, "But I think you fancy her," and yep. I was like, "What?" And he goes, "Do you fancy her? Because if you do, I'm not going to do it." And I went, <laughs> "Yeah." And I was so baffled by this, oh. I paused for obviously too long. Because then you mm-hmm. well, then went off and went, mm-hmm. right, nah, 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 not going to do it. Not to do it. Not going to do it. Mate, I'm a good friend. I'm a good friend. I'm not going to do it. I would make that noise as well. I would yeah. go, nah, 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 nah. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to back off. going to back off. And because you're such a good friend, because you're such a good friend, you wanted all of my friends to know that you were such a good friend. So you started going right through random people. And you started okay. going going around, and you're like, "Mate, guys, guys, I'm such a good friend. To, I'm got such good friends to Travis because like, <laughs> like he fancies this bird, and I'm backing off. Like, I'm such a good friend." And you're just going around person after person, oh. telling them how good of a friend you are. Mm. And then, um, and then you then you got you're going around people, and then I saw you you got to Anza. You're about to go to Anza, and I thought, "Oh shit, this isn't good," because you start you went up to Anza, and you went, "Oh." I'm such a good friend. James fancies this bird and I'm going to back off. And Anza goes, Oh really? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what Travis, what James did at school. And he proceeded to tell you of a time where he really, really fancied this, this person um, who I ended up. Was going it the up. same person? Uh, yeah. Are, 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 <laughs> yeah. Are we talking about the same girl in all of this? What a little no, hole. that, that was, that was, Yes, it was. It's actually the same person. <laughs> <laughs> but he oh. he fancied her, and then I th- I thought I was really doing a really good wingman job, and then she ended up fancying me, and we started going out. And so Anza told you this, and you went, oh, mm-hmm. "What? He's such a shit friend!" And you started t- going around telling everyone, "Travis, he's such a shit friend. He's such a shit friend." Back around, <laughs> you just like completely one eighty this. And what was brilliant oh, was um. Was the fact that I, um, I, oh I, and that friend, uh, we went out, uh, for a walk and, um, she was saying like, oh, I quite, I quite, I quite, fa- I quite fancy that, that, that Luke guy. And I was like, really? He was mm. pissed and you were sober and you fancied him. What the fuck? Um, yeah, but, I, don't but she was know, like, I don't know. So I said to her, I was like, oh yeah, you should, you should go for it. Knowing full well that you said that you're such a good friend and you're going to back off. So then, yeah. um. Yeah, I, I knew full well that you guys were probably probably going to uh, hook up in some form or fashion. So mm-hmm. when I turned up for your birthday party, I knew full well that mm-hmm. you hadn't mentioned anything. <laughs> so, you, <laughs> so you take me to one side and go, Travis, I've got to be, uh, I've got to be honest with you. I've got to be honest hey, with you. I'm I came gonna... straight out to you. It's like the first thing I said to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I think I you told to me where I was just... sleeping and then immediately afterwards they were like you're like yeah put your stuff here this is your bed by the way travis um (laughs) kind of want to shag that bird that you said that i was going to back off of (laughs) and i was like i I don't think i I don't think i worded it quite no 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 you're quite you're you're surprisingly tactful for yourself i'll give you that yeah i was gonna say and um i just uh yeah i just pointed out the fact that you were now you were now a shit friend yeah 
There we go. Yeah. What a way to end this this season's just uh, outing you. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, it's a good story. That I don't have anything to say. I don't have anything to come back with. Because um, do, do you know what's words? funny about that? <laughs> Do you know what's so annoying about that story is that you big me up to be the nice friend for so long and then you put yourself down in the story by saying that you did it to Anza and everyone thinks it's on, everyone's on my side and then you spin it at the end and I become the prick again. So it's like, yeah, well, the, yeah, yeah. Back, I, back I like to normality. Yeah, I like a little journey, remember? So Yeah, <laughs> you do like a journey and you take you took, you took us on one there because for so long in that story, I'm doing so well and then it just takes a sour, it just takes a sour turn. So... <laughs> But that was obviously at the point in the night where I was still able to communicate properly um, or maybe losing the ability to communicate. You were slowly properly. losing at that point, um, I think. Yeah. Like, I've got this image of your group of friends almost in a circle and I've gone around once and told them all how I'm a great <laughs> friend. And then I've circled they're like, oh, fuck, he's coming back round again. What's he going to say this time? Be, no, you kind of oh, started at one yeah. end of the garden and started working your way back to the house. Um, yeah. Okay. And then it was later that evening where you asked me to get you some drinks and I had to explain to you the concept of the fact that you drunk all of your drinks. That was one of the most difficult explanations I've had to give. Um, I don't remember that at all. You, 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 you walked, I, after explaining it to you multiple times, you walked into the kitchen in a bit of a strop, picked up the bottle and went, oh, and then just started going through someone else's booze instead. So. <laughs> oh, no, don't. That made, that, that, I'm a thief there. Turned into a tea leaf, alcoholic tea leaf. Um, how did we get to that? Uh, I, love it. Last, I love it when we go on these little journeys. This is the like, la- I know it. This is the last episode. So it's the last day of school. Stuff that happened on the last day of school. How did we get onto that? Yeah, I think I just, I think I just, find, yeah, I just finally wanted to. Oh no, no, story. hang on, hang on, hang on. Hold the phone, hold the phone. You were talking. Okay, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. You were talking about how in your last day at uni, you were talking to the teacher, pissed, and you were telling him the same oh, right, things yeah. before. <laughs> I then said about your dad and how I was having that Brexit debate with him when I was pissed, and then and you called the poor lady's mum, Sharif. Ah, oh, yeah. God. Oh, anyway, <laughs> do we have anything, any content for this episode? We do. We have a lot of content. We've got a lot of music for this week. And we've got two we musics. Got, we've got two musics and a book. Um, should we just do a little disclaimer of what we're going to do as well? I don't know if disclaimer is the right word there, but I threw it in. Um, that we've decided that we're actually going to, release a little bonus episode next week where we're going to release and we're going to talk about our favorite thing to watch listen to read and be inspired by so it's not going to be part of this week's episode it's going to be part of a it'd probably be like a 30 minute kicker to uh get you through the to gap keep how you guys satiated until gap? we come back how long is the gap going to be how long is the gap going to be Oh, it's going to be just a couple of weeks. For the listeners, it'll be even less time because... So, so two. So literally one week, we're not going to release any content. No, no, because... and it'll be a couple of weeks for them. So a few weeks. We'll have I to think, discuss this. I think at the end of... You know, you've got that little thing that goes, 
Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you had as much fun as we did listening, rah, 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 the same thing that we've had on, on the end since by, the very first since, episode. Yeah. By searching mentoring a moron. Good luck getting that out of your search history. That's all, folks. You should change that and say thanks for listening to this season. Bloody, 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 blah. Luke is the best friend that I've ever had. Are we doing that thing where we're planning the podcast whilst doing the podcast? On the podcast. And then say, we will be be back on this date and give them said date. Sick. I'm here all week. (laughs) He doesn't often have a plan. No, you do. You do often have a plan. It's just not often that your plan works. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wish w- I could um, argue. I wish I could argue against that, but no, I can't. Um, I've got a plan this well week. No, let's plan this week. Let's talk about when we're talking about plans. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So we've got two albums. We've got uh, "You Are Someone Else" by Fickle Friends. Mm-hmm. We've got "Hypersonic Missiles" by Sam Fender, mm-hmm. and we've got "Legacy," the book that talks about the All Blacks as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also get to figure out today whether we have a winner, a loser, winner and a loser, or just a draw in Travis Pepper versus I'm... the Rag. Are you <laughs> nervous? No. Um... Why? I, I'm I'm just I'm just happy to be on the podcast for like the finale as opposed to like win any competition like straight up honesty I'm just what because no, last time you let me last time you let me loose on the finale and I I'm just happy to be you. here yeah yeah I'm just happy to so that you're not like said about you yeah I'm happy that I've got something in this 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 finale Aww. maybe maybe in the future I'll have a little finale to myself but you know, I, I prefer to do it together, to be honest. You sounded so genuine when you said that as well. Like, I'm just happy to be here. Like, it felt very genuine. That <laughs> that's, you... that's, that's actually become a phrase. Have I said this before? That's actually become a phrase of mine that my friends here have picked up on. Like, when it's come to going out and stuff here here in Stuttgart, we've, um, you know, some people will be saying like, oh, I kind of want to go somewhere else. I want to do this, want to do this. And that's usually the point where I tune out of the conversation when people start making these plans and then someone mm-hmm. will turn around and be like oh james what do you want to do and I'll, I'll go oh well i'm just happy to be here you know so i don't mind and so um mm-hmm. now and that's the point where they don't even ask me they'll just go what about james and then one of them will go oh he's just happy to be here so just happy fine. to be here yeah. <laughs> yeah you did you did exude that so that's good because you know to be fair your own fate is in your own hands because you can Yeah, guarantee- this is the weird thing. <laughs> you can guarantee yourself you can guarantee yourself a draw if you want. And to be fair to the rag, like thanks to the rag for playing, obviously. Number yeah. one. Like he's you know, like, thanks to get roped in. Like it was uh, he, he, he had yeah, like he, did, he didn't one give or much two. resistance. Yeah. He didn't give much resistance to getting involved though. Well I from looking at the messages, it did seem to go from just like he had two recommendations, you're like, Oh, I've got this idea. And then suddenly it was like, Rag, you're late. Where's your recommendation? He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, no, because the thing was, uh, it came from the fact that you got wound up that at the end of season one, he had the same amount of recommendations in the Travis Pepper playlist that you did. Did he? Yeah. And that's and you were like, fuck the rag. And I was like, oh, Travis just told someone to fuck <laughs> off. And you're like, I, I, I think your exact words were, I've never hated somebody that I've, I've never, never met, met so much. Or so. <laughs> I don't think you used the word hated. You might have said disliked, and then that that set the that that set the um, 
that set the wheels in motion. Then we got Travis Pepper versus the Rag. Um, but yeah, I did clamp down on him because he wasn't. You know, to be fair, he's he's stuck to it and he's and he's kept regular. Is that right? Kept regular. He's yeah. He's been consistent. Um, every Just so week. you know, and actually, he, he had one in season one and I had two in season one. Oh. Just, 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 just still, still he eats away. How many did he recommend across well, the whole of season one? Yeah, okay, one, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so at the moment, the ones that have gone in for this season are Four Steps to a Better You by Lan Cordial. 14. 14 steps. I didn't know there were that many steps. Maybe I missed something. Um, inform, yes. educate, entertain by public service broadcasting. No. Oh, that was no. Yeah. But that was me. Not, yeah. That yeah. This is just what's gone in. Uh, Automatic sorry, by Don sorry. Broco. Uh, Back in Black by ACDC. Joy in the World Unknown by Ripe. And Chiroscuro by Ocean Alley. So well, I've not even ones. been playing and I've also got two in this season. <laughs> you got one. You... No, I said ACDC and I also said public service oh, broadcasting. Oh, that's something we both agree on you... though. That was a guaranteed yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, we agree. Oh, yeah, yeah. We agree. Yeah. <laughs> That's so shouting. Oh, Luke's had a, a Stella. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> start throwing throwing uh, stuff in a minute. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, but you said to me, "What would you recommend?" And I said, "ACDC, Back in Black." The words came from my mouth first, bitch. Okay. 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 Sorry, I take the bitch back. That, yeah. wasn't, that wasn't very nice. You're not, you're not the, I'm not the bitch here. Let's we just make that clear. Mm. So what are we doing first though? Are we going to go bit of book, bit of book and then bit of album? Okay. That makes sense because if we do an album first and then you uh, find out the result of it, said album and maybe upsets you or makes you happy, it might affect your mood for the rest of the podcast. So we should probably get the book done first. <laughs> so we're going to um, do my album last then. Great. Well, no, I, I don't. Uh... Whatever, yeah, it doesn't matter, does it? Let's let's do the book. Cool. You I'm interested intro? to see what you think. Intro. Um, the book? Yeah, do you know what, mate? I've I've You've read, this read book it a very, very. Yes, yeah. I've read it a very very long time ago, and I'll admit I haven't read it fully again. Um, so mm-hmm, my, mm-hmm. um, I've got notes on it because I made notes on it last time I wrote. I read it. I wrote it last time I read it. Um, but legacy is a book about the All Blacks, the arguably one of the most successful sporting teams in history. Um, the New Zealand national rugby team, for those of you that don't know the All Blacks. Everyone knows the All Blacks, right? Um, it's worth clarifying. Yeah, New Zealand rugby team. Nice. Yeah, the New Zealand national rugby team, the All Blacks. The guys that do the hacker, they do that. Hakkare, hakkare. That sounds like um. It sounds like you were deflating. That's dodgeball, isn't it? You ever seen Ben Stiller in dodgeball when he's got the cobras? What they call it's Average Joe's Gymnasium, and what's the gym? Have you seen dodgeball? Oh god, my brother will be listening to this now, screaming at me. I watched dodgeball in one of those last days of school. (laughs) Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when the cobras come on, they do a like. And that's what my version of the hacker sounded like. Anyway, I the think Kiwis deflate, do the deflating, uh, deflating man was the uh, bad description for that. 
And this book is about basically the mantras and mm-hmm. the the mantras and the guidelines that the Kiwis follow that they or the, the the team follow that they believe has led them to be as successful as they are. And the premise of the book is that if you follow these steps and you follow these mantras, your life will be perfect and you'll have no problems at all. Was that a good intro? That's a pretty good intro. So yeah, the book is, um, so the book was released back in 2013. Um, so some, I don't, I haven't been able to fact check, you know, see if any of these facts are still up to date. Um, but nonetheless, I'll be reading them off as if they're gospel. So that's how we do things on this podcast. Um, you're usually the one to fact check quite a few things. So yeah, you can, you can jump in I if you know anything. No, that's right enough. Um, so as of the time of release, the All Blacks had won 75% of their international matches uh, since they started. So um, this book dives into you know how they did this, what, what they did to uh, actually achieve that, how they trained, what kind of uh, mantras they had and how it was managed. So um, it follows mainly one of the most substantial coaches um, called Graham Henry, um, who okay. is the most, seems to be, this is, this is my only real experience that, uh, apart from watching rugby that, that I've mm-hmm. had knowing about the All Blacks. Um, yeah. So so he seems to be the guy who pioneered uh, a lot of the, the later time of the, the All Blacks. But um, yeah, it's quite interesting. They, so they get into, um, by the end of the book, they, will, they have a summary of some takeaway points. They have 15 uh, things that are meant to help with... Um, seemingly businesses um and this is this is where i was i got a bit confused with the book as well because i was a bit unsure as to whether it was like am i meant to be doing these things if i start a company am i meant to be doing things what's the kind of application here um but they they end with these 15 things um that, that are required for success and i assume it's to do with business because uh, a lot of the parallels that they draw in the book are uh, between the the running of this rugby team and the managing of a business and how they get the team mm-hmm. to perform because you know to me someone who doesn't actually uh follow sport in that much depth yeah running a sports team is just like running a business in but you get more um obvious feedback in a sports team because you have the results that come out at the end yeah, of the match win so, or loss you can't so have that for business Month on month growth or sales or yeah yeah it's just not, it's, it's just not as longer. immediate yeah yeah it, it, yeah so, so. yeah you're right it's not like in ninety minutes you get the result win or loss yeah you? and you know what's you, you like you know what you did wrong whereas if you're starting a business it might be two di- two years down the line that you realise what you did wrong uh, and yeah. stuff like that now, that's exactly um, what I did two yeah. years with a shit brand name like went two years with a brand name that was diabolical and then realized well what didn't even realize was told two years later see yeah so it's it's a different process but seemingly all of these things um apply when it comes to uh the running of a business so the book itself it combines uh examples from obviously the career of the all blacks and relates them to other sporting fields business psychology 
And of course, they have Maori culture. So that is the the uh, uh, origins of the haka that came from Maori. The yeah, the uh, yeah, Luke trying to force that last bit of we out. That's what that sounds like. So. Um, what were some of your favourites of these like mantra guideline rules? Um, what did you like? Let's have a look. There's lots in here that I like. I mean, so, the, fir- the first one that always stood out to me was sweeping the sheds. Yeah, so that stood out so to think, me as well. They, yeah, they, uh, I like that. I like sweeping the sheds. After every match, the um, the the idea behind that is so so the the All Blacks once they'd finished the match, they would grab the brooms and sweep the uh, the changing rooms, and they'd clean up after themselves. Um, and the the idea behind that is they say it in the book that um, no one looks after the All Blacks; the All Blacks look after themselves. Um, mm-hmm. so that it's not like they, they, they expect other people to clean up after them. That's all part of what, what they do. And that's kind of, um, that, that relates into one of the main points. I think it's one of the points, um, it's about being humble. Um, and yeah, so character, which is the first point in the book. Um, so they found that when they were searching for, Candidates and stuff to join the All Blacks. Um, sports performance was one thing, but the main thing that they uh, prioritized was character. Uh, and people mm-hmm. needed to be disciplined and they needed humility. And what was quite mm-hmm. interesting is um, when you first think of that, you start to think of like a bit more of a, um, uh, what's it called? Like a, a very personable um maybe recruitment process or stuff like this um but they they kind of they still capitalized on um modern techniques and screening techniques so they were doing like personality um assessments on people profiling um, personality profiles personality profiles because uh, as well as you know the tryouts as well so they were still using these mm-hmm. kind of like modern techniques to to um to screen people and actually get them in which was quite uh what was quite cool um, so that was, yeah, one of your f- seemingly favorite points and one of mine as well. What? Um, sweeping the sheds. Yeah. I've got the, the definition down. I've got the definition down, um, that says never be too big to do the small, small things, things that need to be done. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's so true because like in business, not that I, re- not that I really know, but you know, the stereotypical boss or leader is a person that is sitting at the top and barking orders and like, I'm too good to take the rubbish out or I'm too good to do the washing up or whatever yeah. it may be because I'm, I'm above, I'm above that if you like. And, yeah. um, I think that's a really cool mantra to be like, actually, do you know what? Nobody's too big to pick up a bit of shit or whatever it is. You clean up um, after themselves or clean film the toilets, st- you know, yeah. so. just get stuck in with it. Exactly. Um, and they, so they that, have that. the they have the opinion and they back it up with and they I think they talk about it later, so I'll I'll revisit this. But um in their eyes, performance doesn't just equal your talent. Your performance is talent plus uh your character, your behavior. And they said every time that your character is the bigger priority over talent, which was cool. Um which is quite interesting. Um the, the the other point that I really liked came quite early on in the book, and that was um, what to do when you're winning, uh, when to change, and how to okay. adapt. Yeah, like so a lot of people, a lot of businesses, they you know they'll um, they'll be at the top of their game, and then when something goes wrong, they'll go, "Oh, we'll have to rethink." 
Whereas the kind of mentality here in the All Blacks is to always, um, always challenge what you think is right, which I think brings mm -hmm. us back to um, uh, the playbook that we talked about uh, last week uh, and the, the coach who coached uh, Serena Williams, because his first, um, his first uh, successful person that he trained got to the mm -hmm. top and then thought that they knew it all and started didn't Baghdadis, Marcus Baghdadis. That's the one. And then just carried on doing as he, as he wanted to do, as opposed to thinking, how is he going to change it up? How is he going to uh, do it differently? Uh, and then if you contrast this with these, these, this team, that's obviously 75% of their international games have been won. They mm -hmm. have this idea that, you know, when you're at the top of the game, that's when you should start asking like, what's, What's the picture What's for the next? future? What are we going to do? Yeah. How are we going to sustain this? How are we going to change? And it's con it's continuous improvement. Like there's no point where they're just like, um, yeah, that's done. I've um, got it written down on my notes as, <clears throat> excuse me, go for the gap. So I've got it written down as go for the gap. And it says when you're on the top of your game, that's when it's time to change. Yeah. So basically never rest on your laurels. That's exactly the thing that, that you suggested there. And that, do you know what? That is... That again is such a, to expand on that point, that is, in, especially in business, that is such a, uh, something that people don't adopt because as soon as people find a strategy, a solution, a process that works, it's very difficult for them to switch from it. You, it's that, it's that kind of age yeah. old, we've always done it this way. We've always yeah, done yeah. it this way and it's worked. So like, why change? Why fix something that's not broken? Yeah. So actually, like, I think this one, it's a really tough one to do. It's a really brave one because when you're like the All Blacks, and I just did fact check it, by the way, they it actually, they've actually got on their website 77%. 70. Um, so my, seven. So like the 75 was close. Yeah. They've got a win rate, win, win rate of 77 up to 2019 um on their website yeah it's crazy isn't it um 77 percent. so like when you're that good and you're winning and you're doing things right mm. it's brave to change something because if you make a change and it doesn't go to plan and you start to see a decline or negative impact from that change that costs somebody their job in a business or it costs a coach their job if the team starts losing yeah so when you're when you're at the top to actually have the bollocks to then say we need to keep changing yeah, because there's obviously the downside to it because there are companies that, you know, they panic uh, when they when they, it starts going well. And so they might not change for the right reasons. They might change because they might attempt to change to mimic someone or they might just try and change for the sake of changing as opposed to trying to come up with something new and beneficial. Because, you know, mm -hmm. I've, I've worked with companies that have actually changed the very thing that made the company appealing in the beginning. And it was something mm -hmm. that... You know, you had customers that were loyal and they really respected dot, dot, dot. Um, but then that changed and then the continuous change made it an unreliable brand, something that you couldn't rely on. Um, yeah. so, so there's one thing to actually just change when you're top, but there's also the ability to change correctly. And I think you can't really do this whole adapting thing unless you do a lot of the other things that they talk about uh, in the book. Like they wouldn't, if they were just doing this, ah, uh, let's keep changing things up. It wouldn't go mm -hmm. that well if they didn't have, you know, the good characters in their team. They didn't have uh, some of the other things, which is the, the willingness to learn was a point mm -hmm. from the midway of the book, yeah, which is they said, huge. they said that the, um, the whole 
business is a learning environment and the biggest learners are the teachers. So if you're teaching, you're learning as well. And the teachers are the leaders and they've got to be open to the opportunity that something new might come along. Um, which is, which is really good. That's something I think. So this book was written in 2013. So I think quite a few of the points in this book are to me, at least kind of common knowledge these days, like how things should be done. There are some things that people just don't get and will never get because they're stuck in their old ways. But I think a lot of startup businesses and a lot of modern businesses are are really aware of um, these kind of points. For example, uh, purpose, like Mm -hmm. why, like, why are you doing this? Like understanding what drives Mm -hmm. people, what people need um, and stuff like that. Because, you know, lots of companies, lots of big successful companies are doing stuff like that. They're giving their their employees different perks for working there, giving them a reason to come into work other than the paycheck and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I've also seen that implemented really, really poorly, which is just like, hey, we're not actually going to give you a raise and we're going to try and give you all of these bonus discounts for all of these different places, which are very for specific for specific people and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I think... A lot of people can easily take these the wrong way. And I feel like a lot of people do in just an attempt to be modern and and hip and chic and stuff like that. And people go, oh, yeah, it's not just about the paycheck. And then it's at the end of the day, it's like, oh, you got to find out what people drives people. But if you're not talking to your employees and you're not understanding what drives them, then you're not going to know. And sometimes, you know, if someone has got, gets a little bit of extra money then that's, they don't need to worry about, uh, making bank at the weekends and then things start, then they feel more happy to come into work. So it's not just like mm-hmm. nothing to do with the money. It's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's about it's, it's actually finding out what people, um, need. Um, and the purpose of the they All have- Blacks is part of their responsibility. Like they they have a, um, what's it called? They like putting on the the jersey, the 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 uniform. Ritual. It's oh, it's uh, it's it's sacred in the way in, oh, in the, that yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. So they they've yeah, made yeah, yeah. it. You like, write this. the history of that jersey. Yeah, yeah. Like, and so they, when you put on the new one, yeah, and you're yeah. meant to leave something behind for other people to fill in for the, and it, for passing it on. Yeah, yeah. passing on the and jersey. It, and it's this wheel, yeah, yeah. and it's this wheel, and they talk about this in the book because it's such a respectable and successful business team um way of life you have kids wanting to be an all black they want to be on that team and so they have they start with so much respect for it they get into it and they are so overwhelmed that they're there and then they want to leave behind the legacy that inspired them like the name of the book right yeah leaving so, that, leaving that legacy they've yeah. got a huge they've got a huge emphasis one of the things i love is they've got a huge emphasis on teamwork right yeah um and they've got a very what i like they've got a very powerful quote in there that says for the strength of the pack is the wolf and for the strength of the wolf is the pack mm. which is basically kind of like saying that on you know you individually are strong and you add to the pack but without the pack you are 
yeah. not as strong as you are on your own. Um, and they talk a lot in the book about humility, about like a collaboration as a team, um, that nobody's above anybody else. Like, and I, I love that because again, in business and in life, it can be a rat race, man. It can mm-hmm. be a rat race and people throw each other under the bus and, it's all about how you can benefit yourself and, and grow. But if you actually find that, you know, people that pull together as a team, it can be a much, much, much stronger unit. And I kind yeah. of like that piece as well. The the other piece, there's, mate, there's two other bits that I really, I like. Um, one of them is, see, do you know what, mate? I don't know if this, this element comes from the All Blacks or if it comes from David Browsford. Um, do you know who David Browsford is? I think mm-hmm. I've got that yep. right. This might be a fact check, um, but I believe that David Browsford was the coach of the Sky cycling team when Sky were at their height, when you had the kind of Bradley Wiggins, uh, early days of Chris Froome, um, and they were winning lots of Tour de France's. There, in his book, he wrote about something he called margin, marginal gains, marginal gains, mm-hmm. which is where you do a hundred things one percent better to deliver like a, com- a community um a competitive advantage when you combine all of that together so mm-hmm. he would do things like make sure that the bedding of the cyclists was the same the mattresses were the same the pillows are the same the nutrition was that one percent better mm-hmm. their aerodynamics was one percent better the power that they could get out of the bikes was one percent better so that when you accumulate all of that it gives you a good competitive advantage and they talk about that in the all blacks as well you know, mm-hmm. I think that is like a one thing. If you could find marginal gains and tweaks and get all these things right, it adds yeah. up to be kind of like a much, much stronger um, gain overall. Um, and that's, I think that's in this book or I've just yeah, taken it is, that. It, is, it Dave, is in that book. Yeah, David, yeah. that David was one Browser of the things that and, I was, um, yeah, they talk about him and they he was doing stuff also like um, spraying alcohol. They talk alcohol. about David Browsford, do they? Browsford, the yeah, yeah. They, 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 he sprays okay. like... Um, alcohol on the wheels of the bike so they have that little bit extra traction for the first 100 meters or something like that for the Tour de France and it was just yeah. like you know these little things um but yeah like I like the, those points and the rest of the points in the book yeah they're good points but um I don't want to I don't want to say that they're outdated but I feel like a lot of them are common common knowledge now like the marginal gains mm-hmm. one is something you know I've I've seen in most business sen- seminars and, and stuff like that, so I don't think this is what particularly about, um, groundbreaking. What about a, what about a little water seeping through a small hole may sink a canoe? What about that one? I like that one. Uh, I don't remember. And that. again, it's common knowledge, but it's just a nice one, I think. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's like, it's it's a sh- it's a short read. Um, I think it's nothing f- wrong with short things. I think it's uh, sometimes. Um, I think it's. Um, <laughs> I think it's good for someone who really likes rugby and really likes is really business conscious or business aware. You didn't enjoy this book, did you? I can sense. I that. didn't not enjoy it. Like I was reading it, and I was kind of like, oh, yeah, cool. Oh, oh, so if. If it was 2013 and I read this book, I would probably like it a lot more than I did. Um, mm-hmm. It was interesting because I was like, oh, cool, the All Blacks. But um, I felt like 
it, you know, because I, I watch rugby. Um, I enjoy rugby out of most team sports. It's probably my favourite. But um, there, there's a lack of what to do. Like it's mainly just a list of it's a list of concepts with some um, with some interesting uh, history uh, surrounding it. So, but you know, there were bits in the book where they were saying like, oh, and. Uh, you know, it was their game against France and, uh, you know, it was really, really bigging up and I'm there going like, oh, okay. So how did they actually deal with this? And they were like, uh, there was a little bit of team building and they won. And I was like, but, but what's the, what's the objective stuff? Like what happened? Like, what did they do? And because it's such a short book, I feel like it could have been a bit more universal if it had been a bit longer and gone into a bit more detail on like actual takeaways. Um, mm -hmm. But like, you know, the marginal gains thing, for example, they were just like, oh, there was this guy that did this, pioneered this. Okay. C cool. Like, but the, like, it didn't actually list how the All Blacks actually got those marginal gains. It said that they did it, mm -hmm. but it, mm -hmm. it didn't really give any examples. Like, I don't know, <sighs> you know, sandpapered their fingertips yeah, so they could grip the ball better. Like, it, there, was, there was no... <laughs> you fucking tuna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wish um, it wasn't very good. Um, yeah, but like, like it's going to be different for everybody. You've got to figure, if you, if you can't figure out that you've got to look at your own personal situation and figure out where you can gain your 1%. Mm -hmm. They can't give you universals. They can't say squeeze a bit harder when you go to the toilet. No, so but they would give you a bit more and you, of a case and you get study. an extra 30 seconds on your day because you've squeezed it out a bit. Like it doesn't, they can't, they can't do that. You've got to look at your own, like. Yeah, yeah. But they, they, they said that they, they reviewed uh like you know they reviewed the performance but they didn't say anything about actually reviewing the performance they said that they did it and it was important to do it but they didn't mm -hmm. break down like how that affected this obviously it, it did it really like you know obviously good they're winning lots of matches but there were points yeah, sure. in the book where they were just like oh and they had there was a lot of pressure on this game because they had to come back and i was like come back from what they've been fucking winning the entire book like i haven't i haven't <laughs> you know, it was just like a, it was just like a, like a high for the entire book. Um, and at no point did you feel like they, they really needed to like turn it around or anything like this. So mm -hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't really a story. It didn't feel like, practical, but like, like I said, if you, if you really like rugby and you like business, then it, it, it might hit some, hit some notes for like people that, that, that might make more sense because they started to, they were like, Ah, and if you if you remember back like this time when this happened, and I'm like, I I don't know that I don't know that and how it happened. So like, uh, it's, maybe it's if I had a bit like, more background um, knowledge, I'd know what they were, how they applied it at the time. So I feel like what you're getting at is a little bit the same way that I felt about kind of feel the fear and do it anyway. Like it's a good book, and 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 there's good stuff in it. But it's kind of becoming common knowledge. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, kind of like. Was, but I would say legacy. I'd say legacy is a bit more expansive than feel the fear and do it anyway. Because feel the fear and do it anyway just talks about feel, feel, feeling the fear and then doing stuff. Kind of, uh, it does expand. Because, because I'd say, oh, I'd say, I'd say, feel it. the fear gave you you far more as a reader to do. Like they gave you all the uh, things that you could actually go away and do yeah, with all the writing. Okay, like, so gave you. Yeah, have you done any of that? No, no. So when we discussed Feel the Fear, we both agreed <laughs> yeah. that we'd read other books that actually uh, like resonated with us a bit better. But 
there are people out there for, that would read Field the Fear and benefit from it. And like they'd, they'd be able, and I could objectively go, yeah, there are some people that I know if they read this, implemented this, I think they'd do quite well. But I, mm. this book, there's not really anything that I could give someone else to implement. Like yeah, maybe, so, yeah, maybe so if my mate know. liked rugby and he was starting a business, I'd be like, "Hey, have you read um, this Legacy?" Is the book. Yeah, this is the book good. for you. But for me, like thinking about things like that, David Browsford's, you know, marginal gains, um, sweeping the sheds, like the small hole in the canoe being uh, changing when you're on the top of your game. You know, having um, What's the word? Humility? Is that the right word? Humility. Yeah. Being yeah. humble. Like all of those things. Like for me, knowing them, reading about them is enough to make me think about the way that I behave and the way that I like when I'm trying to chase my dream or do my day job. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I kind of, with those steps, with, with sweeping the sheds, right? And kind of that not being too big to do the small stuff. I don't really need an action plan for that. It just reminds me of going, you know, yeah. like pick up your own, pick up your own mess. I don't need them then to go a paragraph of like, oh, okay, now you need to make a cleaning rotor. <laughs> and then here's, your clean, here's your cleaning rotor for the week and tidy yeah. your room and you know when the toilet rolls run out remove the little brown cardboard thing and put it in the recycling <laughs> like for me there's some really good points in here and it's just stuff that like i've i've got it almost on a cheat sheet and i have it pinned to the notice board do and you? it's just like okay. yeah and you can just see those things and see it there see, and i like i said at the beginning like the the whole cleaning the sheds thing and the adapt those two points I thought were very, very good. And mm. that was the best part of the book for me because it, they were, they seemed to have a bit more. I was like, oh, yeah, this, these points are applicable. But for me, it was the rest of it that didn't have the same kind of... Vavavoom. Um, Vavavoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. yeah, it started well. And, you know, for for a book, a couple of the books that we've read seem to peter out towards the end and just kind of doesn't don't summarize as well this book is it, it's very repetitive and they keep going back to certain points so it's it's quite easy to read and at the end they do list everything and summarize everything which um so buy the book and look at the back basically which, which, which was good when i was writing notes for this <laughs> this episode because i was just like oh thank fuck that's all just i don't have to go back through anything it's brilliant <laughs> they've done all my notes oh, for dear. me it's brilliant so, so you like it, but it's not going to be your mo your best thing to read this season by the sounds no, of it. Doesn't no. sound like it's going to make the cut there. Mm. So fair enough. That's okay. That's cool. I would say personally, it's worth a read. I really like it. It was one of the books that, do you know what? Like if you're somebody that is um, like, I need to read more and I need to do more like that where I was two, three years ago when I started reading books, this is the perfect, this is, this is a good, like feel the fear and do it anyway. This is a good entry level book to get you reading because mm. it's got mm -hmm. succinct points. It's easy to read. It's easy to digest. It's quite short. You know, like if you've read 20, 30, 40 self-help books, probably like you, what you're saying, a lot of this is going to be common knowledge. But if you're somebody yeah. that's just like, I need to read more and I need, I want to read more that's going to help me in business or my career or whatever it may be. So our then current entry level Mrs. books would be Legacy, Feel the, fear. Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, and Mr. Tickle. I thought, mate, do you know what? I wouldn't say Mr. Tickle's entry level because it will put you off reading with its lack of scientific <laughs> prowess. And that's coming um, from the big fiction reader himself, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Yes. Luke Pitkin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're going to read, 
If you're going to read a fiction book, you've got to read Travis Pepper and a Silly Birthday. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. To, that's the one to get your hands on. Or, ladies and gentlemen, brace yourselves because there will be a fantastic fictional book that will appear in your worlds at some point in the near future. Courtesy um, of Travis Pepper Publishing. <laughs> yeah, tr- courtesy of Travis Pepper Publishing. Still working on a title, but we are going to try and write a book. Um, so, just how many things can in. we do that begin with P? That's basically that's basically it. Publish, yeah, Publish. for sure. So where are we going, man? We've done legacy. So what are you are you going to say? Would you recommend legacy or would you not? Like if you were to, <sighs> no, because I, I there is there were, no. uh, to okay. my mates. The, so I don't. Not it's not a book that I would recommend to any of them. So yeah. to the wonderful listener that recommended legacy, Travis says, "Fuck off, your recommendation shit." So moving on. <laughs> I'm assuming it's one. Of, I, I, it's either one of your mates or you're one of your family because you, you've already read the book. So it, it is. I'm just oh. trying to think who it might be. So you're, so you're telling my friends or family to fuck off. Is it Shelfit? No, recommend? Chief of Quality Control actually recommended this book. Oh really? Book. Oh, he's yeah. been on my side for so a while. You... Maybe I'll take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Change my mind. Quickly recommended. <laughs> <laughs> Just for our only fan. <laughs> Without further ado, it's in the it's in the recommendations list. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, so but no. let's move on to hypersonic missiles, man. Hypersonic missiles. Let's that's talk not about how it this. Goes so this <laughs> what did you do there? I went hypersonic we missiles. Will, we will hypersonic, hypersonic missiles. missiles. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We will. Oh dear. dear. Right. You've probably got a little bit to start us off with this one. A little bit about. You know what? I haven't got a huge I'll be honest with you, I haven't got a huge amount. Um 2019 is the date that the album was released. Um the album cover, God, it's not a great album cover. I must admit that I like my album covers. It's basically... So, sorry, the album that we're talking about is Hypersonic Missiles by Sam Fender. Uh, The final recommendation from the rag to get... His attempt to get him one final point in the Travis Pepper versus the rag competition. Uh, The album cover, to jump back to it, is a picture of um, Sam Fender in a black background. He's wearing a black t-shirt black denim jacket got a necklace on and he looks it's just not a good photo he looks off his face and and like he needs a holiday um and he and he looks like he's do you know what he looks like he looks like he's just knocked on his mum's front door and he's walked home in the pissing down rain and his hair is just like and his mum's like told you you need a raincoat jeez yeah yeah exactly that so you know, not great. Um, he's quite a young lad, born 94, so kind of knocking around My similar age. times as you. Yeah. The oh, same God. age as our lovely young what specimen. Have I, what Travis have I Pepper. achieved? Jeez. I'm just doing a little podcast with this old man. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this old wanker. Um, English singer-songwriter... What I thought is the one thing I've got written down when I was doing my little research on Sam Fender that I thought was quite cool. Well, he actually was picked up by Ben Howard's manager, mm-hmm. which makes so much sense, doesn't it? When you listen to the music, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. But he picked him yeah. up when he was playing in a pub in his hometown. Just happened to be in the pub. Sam Fender was there jamming away. And he thought that got, that guy's talented and uh, signed him up. And Sometimes that's manager. all it takes. Yeah. So get yourself down to the pub tomorrow. 
and you might not be back on this podcast for season three. Yeah, you might be. I love. I love. I've got brilliant. I've got a brilliant image of you in some like beer house in Germany. Just <laughs> if you sometimes <laughs> feel <laughs> like a moron. <laughs> I think it goes down pretty well. We've got one, two. Anyway, Mm -hmm. this album. um, Where do you want to start, mate? At the top, probably at the top is the best place to start. Probably at the top. Opens opens with um, the the track hypersonic hypersonic missiles um mm-hmm. which is the lead single which do you know what i must admit annoyed me a little bit that he's named the album hypersonic missiles and then the first track is hypersonic missiles by the end of track one i was all hypersonic missiled out by the end of it like i just had enough well of it. you know he probably wrote a song in the album and usually you have an album that's named after one of the songs and then the single was picked so probably the most of the album was there before the single was picked so and we and we like our opening tracks. I don't think this is the best opening track we've heard. However, I do I do like this song. I love this song. I heard this like song this before song. and I loved it. And I oh you're gonna hate me for this. I was worried about listening to the album prior to the podcast because I thought it, the same thing that happened with the Hunter would happen. And I know you like the Hunter, but to me, the Hunter have two songs, Bonfire, which is casual, and they're bloody amazing. And I listened mm-hmm. to the album and I was completely disappointed by everything else in comparison. Yeah. So I was really worried because I heard they're kind of a sitting no, they're kind of the similar scene. Uh, and I wouldn't say they're completely the same genre, but they're very the sim- the same scene, uh, Sam Fender and the Hunter. And I was worried that, you know, I really like hypersonic missiles. If I listen to the rest of the album, I'll be probably be a bit like, oh, God. Yeah, it was doing mm-hmm. so well. But mm-hmm. listen to the yeah, album yeah, now. Yeah. And yeah, hypersonic because missiles I, is still great. I still love it. I think it, I think it hooks you in. It does that thing where it's just him singing. And he, uh, he starts with the Dutch kids. Dutch kids, half balloons. And it's just him and him and the guitar. And then they do that thing where like eight bars in the floor toms just come in to match the beat. And it's like, and yeah. I, and it hooks, it, it hooks you in straight away. Right. And, and as soon saxophone as, solo. Yeah. That catches you. Oh, before that, I was going to say when he starts singing, cause I heard this track, this hypersonic missile song, um, before. And when I heard it, I was like, I thought it was the killers because I think he sounds in this track so much like Brandon Flowers. Yeah. Like when he's singing the chorus and he goes high, I'm like, oh my God. It's time for hypersonic missiles. I was like, it's Brandon Flowers. Um, but yeah, that, do you know what? Um, the second time they get to that mid late bit, it's like, um, where you think you're going to build up to the chorus, they chuck a saxophone in there, which I think is really yeah. interesting because he is like your stereotypical in my head, kind of like I was putting him in the Ben Howard, Jerry Cinnamon, Ed mm-hmm. Sheeran kind of box of like singer songwriter with his guitar. Um, and then this saxophone comes out of nowhere. Um, and which it's a screeching saxophone. It's like, it's like, it, it's tearing up. It's, it's the grittiest saxophone I've heard in a long time. It's really good. So yeah. But I like this because when I was when I was writing uh, at university, when we were writing music, someone said something really interesting uh, about yeah. choruses. They said, "How many choruses do you think the song needs?" And you'd say something like, 
three in these three choruses. And there you go, put two in then. Because then people will go back to listen to the third. And by then they're already listening to the song again. So they might as well finish it. So they'll go back and keep listening and listening and listening. That's what hooks people in to keep listening. Because then you've got a satisfying, but not quite satisfying. They need to have a bit more. And so what I like about this song is you get the chorus twice at the beginning and the end. Because the second time where the chorus is meant to come in is the saxophone solo. Saxophone. Yeah. And I think it's brilliant. I think it's really, really cool. So good start for me. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this this starts well. Um do you do you, for me, like I I found the second track is the second track the borders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so again, I thought that was a, a fairly okay track. I've got very killers like that was um, the more killers like one for me. Yeah, it, that is it, is it it's a bit bouncy. Yeah. Um it is it it is killers. Um, I thought then you've got the, you've got white you've got white privilege that comes up after that, mm-hmm. and I really liked white privilege because I just thought it was kind of cool that he opened with two very like hair like very kind of poppy indie alternative style tracks with lots of energy, and then track three he just brings it back to something that's quite minimal. Yeah, yeah. it's just him. It's just him and his guitar and the power from that song White Privilege comes from the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to sit here and talk about all the lyrics, but there's some very, you know, it's called White Privilege. So it's obviously very relevant for the times it's with what's very going on in the world. It's retro- um introspective because because he's talking about how and it's woke, uh, is that the word? Yeah, woke, woke. I guess is the word. Um yeah. but yeah, it's he's got he's gone well. from two tracks which are like part of the 10 songs festival set that you'd have when you want to get people dancing to into this, into this song, white privilege. I like he he's got this like doubled vocal as well. So he's got like himself in the background singing the octave up. And so he's like, it's kind of like a mix of little different voices that are going on in the Mm -hmm. song, which I really like Mm -hmm. because it's one of those songs where it's like, it's performed as if it's the thoughts in his head because it's this melody Mm -hmm. that's like, and it doesn't let up. So it's like a trail of thoughts, like continuously coming out, like into your mind with no exact Mm -hmm. like filter, no structure, um, which I think works really, really well. And then he has those little pauses. Um, but he also brings it, he brings it down again sometime in, in, I'm looking through my notes and I can't find it, but I'll be reminded of it, but he brings it down quite quiet. And then after some big tracks later in the album as well. Um, mm-hmm. okay. So dead boys. I've not got a lot for this. Didn't really resonate with me. This track, um, dead boys. it was one of those that almost hooked me. Uh, the lyrics almost hooked me cause I think he's talking about, like uh, I think it's like drug addicts and stuff in his hometown that aren't getting the help that they need or something like that, and they're just not getting through it. At least that's that's the what I took away. But I was going to look into it in a bit more detail, but it doesn't seem like I did. But he does this. He does most of the song in this really his more wispy. So he's gone from this like Dutch kids, and he's doing it from his chest, and he's gone from this mm-hmm. like wisp into this wispy kind of falsetto voice for this song, which is a bit more subtle. Okay, which I yeah, thought see, was cool. I- I I felt that in You're Not the Only One, um, which is the following track. Um it's for me, I've written that his voice has got a rougher feel to it. That's the way I've described it. It becomes more gravelly than the polished 
random flowers vibe it's got a desperation to it and i don't know if you're not the only one was the slower song um that you were thinking of but this song's quite slow fades in with the guitar at the start it's very soft it's got um, some electric you know, drums in it like it has he's got, got a drum some electric machine. drums in it and yeah. um like you it's worth waiting because you do you get to 323 and it's almost like I, I love these tracks they're like progressive they're slow and then like 323 comes and it's just another screechy guitar solo and then they do the sax thing again and i'm like uh, oh they've done it again and they've hit us with the sax yeah um, in, in my notes i've because- got um there's there's some awesome sexy bass licks in there um but i've also got written in the notes uh Hey, the sexy sax solo is back. <laughs> so yes. this is this is in my notes for that as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So like, and I, and do you know what I got? I got a holy holy vibe. I got a holy holy vibe. You know, like when we spoke about um, "Don't Call for Love Like a Dog" and whatever it's called for hopeless lovers. Pretty straight mm-hmm. for hopeless lovers from that holy 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 album. When the storms will come, their tracks that like start slow, build up, and then have these wicked kind of like guitar solo vibes in them. Yeah, um, and the sax comes back, and the sax is different, isn't it? Because again, you talk about the Ben Howards of the world, like not many people chuck a sax in there. So I like that. Yeah, um, it's also got like and- the the way it builds up the song. So he. He goes up, he goes, uh, he's building up with the vocals. And then there's this high bit that's just at like 2.45. And it's going, when you're wild awake or something like that. And I just remember that bit um, thinking, that's that was worth waiting in the song for. So the song's got this slow, slow build up. And then he goes for this really like, he goes for this high note. It's quite powerful. Um, but then mm-hmm. he brings it back, makes it with, with this kind of like retrospective style that he has. And mm-hmm. yeah, and then he breaks into the guitar solo and then the saxophone solo. So this was, this was the first song which I wrote notes for, like after my listen. Like it was, it was this where I had the first things that I wanted to say on the, after listening to the album on repeat, um, mainly because bass guitar and a little vocal hook. And that's it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the uh, okay. highlight. Of that um, so play, play God. God. This, now we're talking. This it's a really this is, wet. This is awesome. Flangy guitar. It's this 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 single note on the guitar. It's it's so Fleetwood Mac. This song is the most Fleetwood Mac thing I've heard in a long time. And he's it's brilliant I love I don't know what else I could say about this song it's groovy this should have been his this moody as fuck this song and it's wicked play god is my uh, play god or that sound are my my favourite well this is the funny thing because those two are the most I think the most old school tracks on the album I really like those two tracks I I think play god should have been his opener I think that's yeah. a wicked track to just to, to open the album with. Um, and I think yeah. the whole premise of like playing God and, and here, this is where I've started to feel like he reminded me more of James Bay in this kind of, yeah. like it's got he, that, he has it's got that James attitude Bay moments. to it. Yeah. It's got like James Bay has an attitude. I don't know if you've ever seen him live, but he is so confident. It's mm. unreal. Like he's got, he exudes confidence. The man it's like, and, a, it's um, a song which has swagger. Like, like all the other songs are quite reserved. Like you could imagine him in a big baggy hoodie with a guitar kind of looking sheepishly at yes. the microphone. But in this one, you got a kind of like a, 
He's like you can imagine him moving. He's in a, with he's a, in a leather jacket with yeah. some like yeah. winkle picker boots. It's and rock. It's rock. Like this is, tight jeans. This is yeah, this is a rock star good. song. And I love like after the first bur- uh, verse, it kind of builds up, and then it just like all the drums, the bass are in, and it's building up, building up, and then just snap on the snare drum, and then it's back to just the guitar for the second verse, and it's like building you mm-hmm. back down, building you back down, gonna bring you back up, gonna bring you back up, and yeah, yeah it's awesome. brilliant song. Like um, yeah, 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 very cool. So yeah, that goes big. And I just, I said that um, the sound again, it, it, so I thought that one sounded a lot like Fleetwood Mac influence. The sound, I don't know if you had the mm-hmm. same thing. This sounds like a live U2 song to me. What? The sound? Remind yeah. me, remind me, because you know what? I've done that thing where like, I can't remember kind of what it sounds like, but I know it was yeah. one of my, this is the problem when I do two albums in a week. Um, yeah. Can I can I can I play it or will it will get it? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you've done that, I've got it. It's got that delay guitar. I can imagine like uh, you know, I can imagine Bono singing this in in a bit of a stadium setting. Or the audience just they're like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 big. Um, and then there's the bit where it goes to just the where my bridge. Head comes crashing down. That's an awesome bit when he yeah. sings that, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. And then there's, and there's the it, drums. Um, yeah, you got some rolling. I'm sure you got some rolling in here. There's a bit. There's a bit. Where is it? It, it kind of cuts out and it's just vocals and drums. I love a bit where it just, it's that's, just, too. that's when he does it. That's when he sings when my head comes yes, crashing down. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's yeah. the final thing and it goes, stop when my head comes crashing down. And then it goes mm. bang and it all comes in again. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh! it's, so, it's so obvious, but it's like, um, very well executed, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know so it's, it's, it's not out of place at all. It's, it's good. Yeah. I thought it was wonderful. Um, Saturday, Saturday, the next trip, that's the, when he brings it back to being slower again. This my is the mate, one you were talking my about. My mates, uh, my notes on this are so fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> right, so my notes go, not a big fan. Oh, apart from the break. Actually, that higher vocal scream at the end, that's really, really good. Whoa, he goes proper rocky on that. Oh, the lead guitar's cool. Actually, I think I am a fan. <laughs> those, are, those are basically my notes for that song because huh. like he it, it, it's a bit not genre changing but it's like um it, yeah it changes the vibe a little bit after he's had these two kind of big 80s influence tracks and then it's like a bit slower bit yeah bit not groovy but a bit slower and i thought that he wasn't gonna execute it i thought he was gonna not go as hard as he needed to, but then he does at the end and he hits a belter of a mm-hmm. note and it's, it's smashing that. I can't remember where it is, but it's just towards the end. He just hits this like screamy high note, which I'm just like, it's like, um, who is it? We've reviewed someone who's got a voice like this. It's not Jack White. Who am I thinking of? You say something. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I, I, all all I've really written high. for what the the voice. Yeah, he goes so the, high. It's brilliant. Not 
thinking back down. Oh, it's done. kind of Greta. It's um, Greta Van Fleet. No, okay. no not Greta. Like, uh, no, not Greta though. It's um, Led. Daisy. June. Oh God. Because all I've written for Saturday is it comes back to being slower. That's all I've got. Um, I'll tell you who is this. It reminds me of Goodbye June. I don't know if you know them. No, got, we've oh, not reviewed them. No, no, no. Yeah, I know. I've, I've gone past the point where it's someone we reviewed. I'm already, <laughs> I know I'm ah, lost. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, but okay, it okay, reminds okay, me of a band called Goodbye this June. Is annoying me. I think you'd, uh, I think you'd enjoy them. Where are you going? Bloody hell, do you think you'll do? Oh, that, that's annoying me. Um, mate, we've been going for an hour and a half now. Do you know that? Yeah. So what are we going to do? We're going to have to... It's the finale. <laughs> Okay. We can't just okay. leave one album and then uh, not do the other album, can we? Well, the last one? Uh, no, okay. I'll make sure I rattle through the last one quite quick if I can. Um, okay. okay, so where are we going now? We're going to so, stay on here because uh, there's a few more tracks that I really like on this album. I think I think we should kind of... Um, the, the next song, We Will Talk... That is so killers as well, by the way. Yeah. You know the bit where he sings, if you dance with me, darling, mm-hmm. if you take me home. This song for me sounds like um, you're watching a movie. It's like a rom-com and the guy has just realized that he should have gone to the concert with the girl and he's with his friends or something doing something else. And he goes, I need to be there. And he runs and he's running through the rain or something like that. And he's like, ah, oh, I've got to be in the right place. Like British American pie or something like that. That's what that okay. song would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, um, gotcha. that's the kind of vibe. And yeah, yeah. There'd you just be got... like a little montage of him just like yeah. r- running through the city, knocking over some old lady, stopping to help her up again, saying <laughs> sorry. And then be like, and then like running again. He's like, I've got to tell yeah. her I love her. So, Cause I, I've written that as a track that I like. Um, yeah. So for me, right, you've got Call Me Lover, We Will Talk, That Sound, Play God, You're Not The Only One, and mm-hmm. Hypersonic Missiles. I like all of those tracks. Yeah, like I like I like them. Um, I like two people to me. I I really liked the song, but it reminds me of the songs that I like um, from other artists, and they're all female artists, and I think I prefer a female voice on that kind of guitar and that kind of melancholy vibe. Which is the only thing, which isn't that exactly a bad thing, because you know, it's just another song that I like. Um, Call Me Lover was huge. This is yeah, where yeah, I Call was Me like, Lover's a great. I was trying to work out what it reminds me of, and I was like, Ed reminded me of Ed. Ed, a little bit. Sheeran. No, yeah. not at all. Absolutely. Not. I got a sheer. I got a Sheeran vibe from his voice in this, and the way that he sings. Nah. Yeah, me personally. Nah, I've got. I've got. This is the most James Bay, and I've got. It sounds a little bit like Elbow. I was struggling to find out a, a very, very good comparison, but those are the two that it reminded me of. Um, and Leave Fast, um, nice melody. It just seemed like a not, just, it was a not as good version of, um, what was it? Play God. No, not Play God. You are not the only one. I, leave, leave Fast. Either and you could have left that out for me. I don't think it was needed. Yeah, it was, wasn't as good as the rest. At the end. No, and I think he could have. I think he could have. Fi- I think it would have been big finish on Call Me Lover. Yeah, I think that would have been a great way to finish the album. I think I've got it, nothing I think for you either. Also. So, 
Oh, I didn't do that because that was just a live version. I thought that was just an added on bonus thing. Well, I checked and that's, that is part of the album that they released. Okay. So usually they have the bonus, but yeah, I, to be honest, it, yeah, I could have done without that and leave fast, but all in all, great album. I love it. I thought yeah. it was awesome. So yeah, I've written down rag mate. What a way to claw it back for the final week from something that was fucking pants to something that has yeah. blown my pants off. Yeah. I um, feel like he sat there just being like, he gives us an album and he's like, oh, maybe they'll like this. And then we, if we, we complain about it and he's like, oh God, I'll give them something they'll definitely like. Like, like, like he just knows. <laughs> it. God, I'll give them some basic stuff that they'll love or something like that. I don't know. So for potentially the last time this season, Rag, you've got three points in total, buddy. Fair play. Playlist, boys and girls. Go listen. Go to listen it. to it. So worth Enjoy it. it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, we are now at one thirty. I have done an hour and a half, and I need a wee. So that's fair game, though. <sighs> Do any of you guys know that um, Luke actually, when he goes to the toilet, he's actually in a shed at the end of his garden. And I know how long it takes to get from that shed to the house. So I know for a fact that he's actually just peeing outside the door about, you know, three or four meters in that direction. So it's kind of disgusting. It's uh, very unprofessional. So I don't, I don't. He wants to do a road trip where we take this podcast on the road. We're going to have to keep pulling over and just for a little piss every now and then. So I don't know what it is with him. But I don't know what else we could talk about, really, because we've gone over most of it. Maybe I've got some embarrassing stories that I could tell about Luke. But he does enough just embarrassing himself, doesn't he? Yeah. But I'm glad that Hypersonic Missiles has gone in. I like it. Well done, Rag. I'll say that without Luke here. Well done, mate. Really, really impressive. I'd love to meet you, to be honest, because I'm still not quite sure what kind of person you are. And I've beat you yeah, up I to think, be like this uh, long-haired guy, long-haired Jesus think, guy. I was just uh, was doing a little message to the Rag. So. Okay. Yeah, he's done well, man, and yeah. fair play to him. I'm a big, I'm a big Rag fan. I'm a Rag convert. I'm ragverted. You're one of the ragamuffins. I'm one of the ragstraverts. Yeah, I'm a ragamuffin. <laughs> um, so, last album of the season, last album in Travis Pepper versus the Rag. We are an hour and a half in. Let's go quick time. Fickle friends, are you someone else? Cool mm -hmm. album cover from a shit album cover to a cool album cover. A woman, mm -hmm. a woman with no nose. Yeah, that's weird. It's arty, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, it is arty. It's got that Picasso-esque style vibe to it. Um, English, in, English indie pop band from Brighton. Yeah. East Sussex, formed in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of... Do you know what this kind of slightly reminded me of when it hit me? Mm-hmm. It reminded me of an indie pop Don Broco. What? So, you know when it like... You know when it like... It builds at the start and it's like... And then it goes... And then it just mm-hmm. hits you and she's like... Boom. You got up so early. Something like that, mm-hmm. didn't she? Da-da-da this night. Okay. And then... Right. I, I just, you know, like with Don Broco, Super Love. I can't remember how Super Love goes off the top of my head. I just felt that with this. Okay, like, so like the same kind of attention to production, like... Yeah, like, and yeah. It's the, sa- the, sa- the same kind of like composition of the sound. Like it mm-hmm. just, it, it's not a direct comparison, but mm-hmm. I was like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, it's like an, it's, it's like Don Broco's indie pop brother. Um... <laughs> and I think, I think um, you, you have you heard of the Naked and the Famous? I've heard of. Don't know any music. Yeah, right? it, it, remi- it reminded me of them. Um, and like within the first thirty seconds, you've got a real good insight into who these guys are and what they're about, right? Like you, you feel that sound, and and the sound is like it's a little bit, it's a little bit infectious. In the mm. sense of just like, oh, okay, it makes you want to move like a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Does that make sense? You just kind of want to have a little dance. Yeah. Um, this was my summer up. album. This was 2000, 2018 summer album, I think it was. I so, can see that. Yeah, yeah. Like I can I can see that. It, the first track is called Wake Me Up, right? And weirdly, it reminded me of a little bit of an EDM track. Like I yeah. almost, I almost feel like she is the perfect mold for singing over the top of an EDM track. And that's kind of a little bit like what they do. Do you know what I mean? They've got her, uh, singing over the top of a lot of synths, a lot of mm-hmm. like poppy guitars, poppy drums. It, it, it could be to an extent, not really, but it could be EDM. Mm-hmm. Um, I found her like at the second track I've got like glue it's called glue she for me as soon as she started singing I was like um Ellie Golden and I don't know if yeah. you feel that yeah yeah um, I'm listening to it now so oh yeah have you got it on <laughs> every time yeah, we've done like, a review I've been listening to the album in the background because I forget <laughs> I, have, I, I can't do that though no because otherwise you can't it, multitask no, because otherwise it plays through the fucking thing, you tune. Yeah, um, <laughs> but but what I but what I started to see, like the cracks started to appear for me here, okay? So because I just found I found the lyrics in this quite cheesy. Um mm-hmm. I find th- I find the lyrics throughout quite cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um because she's like, I wanna love you. I wanna love you for the night. That's this one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's how this one goes. Because our lips are like glue, I guess I love you. Uh, yeah, I like that though. Okay. I like that. Our lips are like glue. It's like, ah, oh, you can't stop snogging someone and you're drunk and so you're convinced that you love them. Oh, classic. This is my yeah. Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I yeah, guess. yeah. Like, and, and do, you know where, do you know where these guys would be really good at? Like two in the afternoon at a festival when it's a sunny day and then it's like... You've got your, your you know. purple lens glasses on, you've got your flowery shirt, you've got a pint in your hand and you're just... Yeah, yeah you've yeah. got a cider in your hand. Um, for me... Um, swim 
for swim i've written they're all about catchy choruses and jingly guitars that's all i've written catchy choruses and jingly guitars yeah which is what which is what they've got um sometimes that's all i need i for someone who likes quite interesting music sometimes i do like just a catchy chorus and a jingly guitar yeah okay that 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 makes sense um bite is the track for me that like um was my favorite track and i don't know yeah. where that sits in terms of popularity okay. um but do you know what i thought was quite cool about this track and it, again it's hard for me to kind of explain this one i think but when it starts this track it sounds like um mm-hmm. it sounds like the band are in the background like they're really far away like they sound yeah. like they're faded and, and you can hear them but but they're, so and they're, then they're doing like a they're doing a they're basically they're eqing the band to make them sound like they're in a box and then it sweeps them out again it's yeah it's, yeah it's quite cool so it's quite quite simple but effective but it's actually one of the least played songs on the album i think is it yeah see mm-hmm. i, I nah, really kind of the liked... middle yeah middle i'm just checking it yeah time. well i i i quite liked that um and they do that thing in this kind of like what we were talking about with um sam fender where they lift her voice and then they drop it mm-hmm. and then they lift her and they drop it um but you know it's um it's it's effective and it and it works well um i then this is for me right i really what I found with the opening four tracks is I found them very fresh. I found them very exciting. I found them very, uh, the sound quality was really good. But from here on in, I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you, I started to find them quite annoying. Really? And I, yeah, because I found like it's the same thing over and over again. Um, you know, like the, the, the hard to be myself again, going to the cheesy, lyrics she starts mm. with i'm life of the party but it's the bit where she's like party with me party with me party with me till the day is done party with me mm-hmm. party with me and i was just like i find it very basic pop song um and i don't mind the sound but i just i don't know i just found that track quite cheesy if that made mm-hmm. sense and I, it is I, a I, cheesy album so yeah, yeah see this is the problem right and then this is the predicament that i'm in because like <laughs> your face is starting to turn because i right i've got a little bit of frank turner syndrome here uh-huh uh-huh that i really like the kind of opening few tracks but then it, it starts to become repetitive it starts to become cheesy lyrics it starts to become like not it's it, it just starts it starts to all blend into one track you know how we talk with sam fender and he's like he does this and he slows it down and then this mm-hmm. is really impactful and then he's got he's got a song where the lyrics are really like strong and the guitars are down and with these guys i find that it's just 16 tracks of happy jingly poppy and it's probably a little bit like dealing with me. Like at the start, you're like, ah, oh, it's, it's quite energetic. It's, it's quite nice. But by the end of two hours of it, you're like, oh. Well, you, you, you've done this on, what was the other one? You, there was another Aurora. album that we said, that you said, oh, it's just not, it, it, it's kind of all this, oh, it's Biffy Clyro. You're like, oh, they didn't really push the boat out. Like they were just kind of the same sound. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, no, they didn't. They, they, they did. They did push it out. But like, I, I get, I get what you're, 
what you're saying about this album. So I understand that it's very, very um, close to this like central sound, the central theme. I thought I personally think there's enough variation. They kind of have, like you say, that EDM. Um, they have like um, um, "Say No More," which is very, very eighties. They got this really reverby drum sound, really washy. Uh, Love Six, a bit funky. I thought you'd try and you'd mention. I was actually hoping that you'd uh, actually mention uh, "Slapping the Bass" on that because uh, I've got "Slapping the Bass" for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovesick. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So I was, because... I was reading, it's kind of got a summary Katy Perry vibe to it. The standout is the slappy bass that's in the background when she sings I'm Nothing But Lovesick. It's the first time I've actually noticed the bass be that funky. Maybe it's there. Maybe I've just not spotted it before. And they continue to do that thing where they bring it up and bring it down throughout. So I did notice the... Because I wanted I to say, say, every time you have previously said slapping the bass... Slapping the bass. There's been no bass slapping. Like that, oh. the, 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 I, I've understood what you meant, but there is no uh, bass being slapped. So oh. I was like, I really hope he picks up on the actual bass slap in this song. <laughs> I did pick up on the slappity bass. We Good. Just had, we just had. All right. Okay. Doesn't make, I don't give a shit what you think about this album. At least we've uh, he's reckon, he's found he's um, found the slap bass he's always wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the slappy bass is there. Um, but the thing is. Like where do you know what? Like I, I, I couldn't finish the album every time I listen to it because I, I, like I've got Paris, Brooklyn, Midnight, She, and Useless that I just like I'd given up by that point. I think I think it's I think this album is six tracks too long. I think it could be ten tracks. Maybe it could be quite nice. Yeah. I think I think this has got the potential to be a good album, like a passable album. I don't think it is for me, but I think it has the potential. But I find it's too long. Mm-hmm. And it's too, it's too, it's too drawn out. Um, was my problem with it. And do you know what really got me is I was listening to it, right? And I was like, how did you not like London Grammar? But then you'd like this. It's so interesting. Because London Grammar was boring. London Grammar isn't boring. Yeah, they are though. They're not. They're but, not. But boring. they are. I, why? I, I think they have much more to them than these guys have. Nah, they just, London Grammar just had ambient synths and. Barely, barely re- rememberable, barely memorable vocal lines. So, yeah, I know this is the thing. Like, okay. I can't, I can't believe that you like London Grammar well enough to recommend, mm. but then didn't enjoy Aurora or this to the same extent. I enjoy. This is I what confuses your- me. Like, this is the this is the part of your puzzle I have yet to put together. Yet to yet to piece together. Like, I preferred Aurora to this. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's an amazing album. So, um, but I just tried to go for the like, happiest thing. <laughs> no, this is happy. This is happy, and it is like, and, and 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 you know what I said with Frank Turner when I was like, there's four tracks at the the front that are like, bang, these are belters, like. These guys have a better uh, level to them. Like Frank Turner's, I just like found it really hard. Um, but these guys have more energy, more about them. But I just found it annoying. Like I put it this way, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say to anybody like go and check this out. But I would with the Sam Fender album, Hypersonic Missiles. I'd say go yeah. and listen to that. Um, so like it breaks my heart, mate. But I'm really sorry. I, That's right. I can't. I'm gonna have to crown the rag our champion of that the Travis fun. Pepper. He has the been rag. a champion. He has. He been has a been a champion. Should, should we? Um, 
should we give him an, a bagpipes for like as a a win or should we not? No, he's already had that. the bagpipes. Bagpipes. Okay, Fuck he's him. had the bagpipes. Fuck him. Fuck him. But no, really he wins. Bastard. I think. I think he wins it three two. Um, we will get him some kind of medal, trophy, something. I beat Travis him, I Pepper. A little. I certificate. beat Travis Pepper. Yeah, <laughs> the rag. Um, but Nate, no, for me, the it's not. It's definitely not something I would want to listen to again. Personally, um, worth listening to once, but. Oh, so you recommend yeah. it then? Yes, he's back in. He's back in. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, no snuck in there. I don't, you didn't I don't know he was going to make it. Do, do you know what? Do you know what I would say to everybody? Listen to the Sam Fender album twice rather than <laughs> <laughs> still a recommendation. Still counts. <laughs> um, so there we go, Nate. But you know, I'm sorry that it's ended on a slight low, but it's been a fantastic season. <laughs> it's been really I've fun. I have had a fantastic time. I hope we come back for season three. Um, now we will. We are coming. We are doing. Yeah. Why yeah, wouldn't? Well, I'm so confused. Yeah. No, Why wouldn't we? Just, just, just in case you suddenly all of a sudden thrown a strop. Um, and, and I was thinking that today's been like a last day of leaving school, and I think that when we get to the final season, we should actually have a graduation. A school graduation. Oh, yeah. Where, where I graduate and I get a little hat. <laughs> yeah, a little, little <laughs> hat, sorry. Does, does that mean each season we have a school assembly? Like, the last this is school it. assembly. This is the year, this is the roundup. But we are going to be knocking about next week with a very small episode. Yeah. So. So, check us out next week. No recommendations for this week. See you no next week. No recommendations. Ah. Yeah. Um, are we going to talk about it offline? Um, what books and stuff to read in the gap? We'll, we'll, we'll do that in the next episode, darling. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah, nice one. <laughs> it's, Let him go. It's been wicked, mate. I loved it. And I'll see you. I'll speak to you soon. I'll speak to you next week. Take care, mate. Bye. I love you. Bye. It's the Travis Pepper Show. Thanks for listening, guys. If you had as much fun listening as we did prattling about on record, then tune in next week where we'll do it all again. But between now and then, you can follow us on Instagram by searching Mentoring a Moron. So good luck trying to get that out of your search history.